listening to Double Exposure with Sophia Lemon and Petro, a photography podcast on both the creative aspects and business side of photography. Join the conversation now on Facebook at Double Exposure Show Group. And here's Petro and Sophia. And welcome back. This is Petro and this is... Pointing oh, at you. Sophia Lemon. <laughs> I'm texting like I'm already I know, screwing that's why it up. I exactly. <laughs> Speaking of screw ups, this is episode 38, the double exposure show with myself, Fetro, and Sophia Lemon. And you can find the show notes for this episode on doubleexposure.show slash episode slash 38. And we'd love for you to join our community on Facebook at the Double Exposure Show group. And we're back, mm-hmm. but sort of front. No. (laughs) So for those of you who are actually listening in chronological order, and if you have OCD or whatever you want to call it, um, I don't really know the proper terms, and we really totally screwing you up by presenting you an episode number 38 after 39, um, small apologies, but... uh, Small apologies. (laughs) (laughs) I, I... you know what? I don't. I don't have to apologize for for our faults. <laughs> it's just um, me. Just my fault. That's true. That's true. Sophia decided to. For she forgot to hit the record button. That's what it was. That yeah. is not what it was. But <laughs> may as well have been. My audio is completely useless. Yeah. So once in a while, there's this ghost in the machine where it just screws things up, and that's what happened to us. Um, your audio was just complete garbage, and I, and I don't oh. mean because of you, but just uh, technical issues. But we're well, back. You know what's funny and, is, yeah, we re- we recorded the two episodes in a row, and the first one sounded terrible, and the second one sounded fine. Yeah, I <laughs> and don't nothing really understand changed. That. <laughs> well, we hit we hit stop, so maybe that's what we had to do. Oh, or, okay. That might <clears throat> you know what? I'll be honest with you. When after we finished recording. I thought about episode 38, the, the one we did, and I thought, mm-hmm. man, there were some things I wanted to say in there that I didn't say, and there were some things I said where I was like, I just, it just felt like I rambled on. Um, I almost felt unprepared for it. So it was almost like a blessing in disguise. That Like we're prepared for any of these. Well, that's true. <laughs> but <laughs> We're definitely prepared for this one, though, because I take notes while we talk, so I have a list of 10 things to talk about. <laughs> Um, 10 things we hate about you. Yeah, because we already recorded this. Yep. (laughs) Um, And as do I. And uh, the only difference is I don't know where my show notes are. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. (laughs) um, I think I found them. I've been been looking for them. Yes, I did find them. Woohoo! So we'll (laughs) we'll have a somewhat similar episode that we did last time. And um, yeah, and if you hear my papers ruffling, it's because I was looking for notes. Yeah, um, it's it's funny. I really want to say, so how are you guys to our listeners? But I don't think they're going to yeah. reply. Well, how are you guys? Tell us on Facebook. Oh, that would be interesting <laughs> to hear. Yeah, we do want to know. It's true. So if you do get a chance, why don't you actually interact with us by joining the Facebook group and saying, hey, guys, we love you. Or, you know, if you hate us, tell us you hate us. We want to hear <laughs> everything. You guys suck. Yeah. <laughs> so I was listening to the radio a couple of days ago and you know speak good sorry (laughs) and uh it was um it was like uh the morning show um that's on from 6 a.m until 10 10 a.m i think and it doesn't matter the details doesn't matter 
the details doesn't matter because if we don't speak good um the -hmm. details don't matter anyways they there's a man who calls in like once a month or text texts the show once a month to tell them how shitty they are (laughs) (laughs) and then there was the weekend show and he's like oh great not only are they on in the mornings during the week but now we got to listen to them on the weekend the show sucks (laughs) and they're like well if we suck so much why do you keep listening to us yep (laughs) you know so i hope we have a couple of those people too because that's always fun right and uh, yeah hopefully you get a chance to rate us on uh, itunes too that'd be pretty sweet we had a we had a bunch (laughs) we're we're still at 100 stars or so (laughs) because i add them together that's that's how i roll so um well Um, what's what's new sophia oh my goodness so i can't even remember what i said was new in the original 38 but i had a wedding on saturday oh congratulations and oh thank you (laughs) (laughs) i love this couple like you have no idea so much they're so cute it's adorable. It's just, there's going to be a video later. I'll post it to Facebook. Mm-hmm. But it was raining. I have had extremely good luck with rain and weddings. Mm-hmm. I think I have had two weddings the entire time that I've been shooting weddings um, that were actually rained out. And one of them was just because the bride was uncomfortable having the ceremony outside. So we did it inside. The rest of them... It has rained on the wedding day, but it has stopped for the ceremony. So Saturday, it rained all morning and like downpoured and then stopped right before the ceremony. We did the ceremony outside. We did the family photos outside. We did the wedding party Hmm. photos outside. We got into the tent. It started raining and like downpouring. And then it It stopped again at like the end of the reception. Like, we got yeah. torrential well, downpours here. Yeah. One of the guys, uh, they must have been listening to the radio or something, but he comes into the tent and he's like, oh, yeah, there's a tornado watch. Mm-hmm. And we're all just like, um, okay. <laughs> but I seriously think I got some of the most romantic photos I have ever taken. It was just so sweet. And the lighting was perfect because it was overcast and the sky looks crazy because it's like super blue and a whole bunch of clouds and awesome. And yeah, everyone was super easy to deal with. Everyone loved me. There was a dog. <laughs> yeah. I made a new friend. How was your wedding, we Sophia? Uh, there was the dog. Yeah, we, were, <laughs> we, were, we were going to, to leave and like, you know, we pet the dog a little bit and everything. Did some photos Hope with her. So. And then we were going to leave and the dog was at the front of of the house with um, the mother of the bride. And we're just going down the driveway. We're saying bye and then like kneel down to the dog. Bye, new friend. <laughs> See you later. I, I, I do. I love dogs at weddings, to tell you the truth. Um, <laughs> it's fun. I was happy to have to have a well, little tank in our wedding. Oh, <laughs> yeah, of course. It was he was. Super I have cute. one. other. I have one other dog story. OK, right. Is totally unrelated to anything, but I love dogs. <laughs> so, um, so I, to- I told you, Petro, when we were not recording that I went to this ball tournament mm-hmm. yesterday um, just to watch some of my friends play. And there was this Great Dane there. And I've seen this Great Dane at, at um, tournaments before. 
and I always like talk to him and like I want to be friends with him so bad but he's just too cool and doesn't pay any attention to me <laughs> well this time maybe you should just go talk I was, to like him. hanging out I know well I do talk to him usually anyway <laughs> um this time I was hanging out in like the same group of people so I'm, I'm standing there and I feel this like nudge at my side and I look down and there's this great Dane staring up at me I'm like hi so i just pet him a little bit smack him on on the back nice. a little bit and he just he looks at me takes a couple steps forward and then leans into me <laughs> they are leaners those big mothers oh yeah. my goodness and he was so heavy yep. <laughs> and i was like i made a new friend <laughs> those are those are lap dogs they they love oh lazing my on the he couch. was so sweet yeah. He was so sweet. It's sad because the bigger the dog and is, they typically don't live as long. I mean, I yeah. don't know why I'm going there, but yep. they're they're always on you. They're, a friend of mine had a big Great Dane. Um, he he was just the most laziest dog in the world. He didn't care about walks. Yep. He just, you, you know, as he started getting older, he literally had to kind of carry carry his <laughs> back legs up the stairs, kind of push him up. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was funny. Yeah. But they're, they're, they're really cool things. Yeah. It took some serious schmoozing to get this dog to pay attention to me, but finally. <laughs> That's awesome. Finally, he noticed me. <laughs> you know what? Actually, we'll, we'll kind of swing back around it. I'm kind of glad that uh, we're redoing this episode because there's um, the, the whole dog thing and animal thing kind of kind of has... Uh, we'll talk about it a little later as we get into this episode because um, <laughs> it pertains to it, but... Um, yeah, but moving forward, that sounds good. Um, yeah, there was a tornado watch. What up with you, well, homie? Yeah, tornado watch here too. So, um, yeah. I'm happy that I personally wasn't shooting a wedding, but uh, we had uh, we knew of, of a few weddings on the go, and uh, I just hope that they all turned out okay. <laughs> yeah, so. I think I got super lucky because some of the photography groups I'm in, people were like, "Oh my god, like." do you know where I can go take photos? Because it's raining, so we can't go with our original right. plan. And I was, like, super lucky. Like, it stopped. We could still do the photos outside. Everything turned out really well. So I'm, like, feeling pretty lucky. Well, and the reality is this is, you know, maybe they should all start listening to this podcast because, you know, I feel like we can prepare you for anything. Um, mm -hmm. And we will talk about you know, alternative locations, how to prepare for, for things, you know, how to look at the weather forecast ahead of time <laughs> before you shoot. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Which uh, I know, I think we did talk about it a little bit, but if we didn't, do you look at the weather forecast ahead of time? I do. Okay. But it's mostly, uh, is it going to rain or not? And am I going to be inside or not? And I mean, the alternative for these two was to do the photos in the tent. It would not have mm -hmm. been ideal. I'm so glad that we did them outside, but that was the option. So, and the reality like, it is, it was a backyard that, wedding, so we weren't yeah. going to be going elsewhere yeah, for photos. Go. So, rain should never be an issue. Like, if anything, I, I I love when it rains because it opens up the opportunity to get a really cool, wicked, creative photos. It, first of all, if the bride and groom get wet, then just <laughs> do the whole, just just embrace it. Do the photo shoot with them, you know, soaking wet. It's it, <laughs> it can lead to some really wicked photos, you know. Um, tell them to, <clears throat> excuse me, tell them to um, <laughs> pretend that they're in a in in the movie Notebook, and <laughs> they got rained on, and 
you know, they filmed it and it looked good. Although I've never seen it. I've only seen that part. That's all I'm saying. I don't think there was any rain on the cameras, though. (laughs) But you know what? Be prepared. Uh, I, for the most part, professional equipment that you do purchase. This is the this is one of the reasons why I recommend buying professional equipment. Not not because it's better quality, but because it's better suited for professional work. So if it is raining, I like your camera and my camera, they can get rained on no problem. Mm-hmm. I'm not 100% on some of the third-party lenses like I know you have a Sigma 72200. Mm-hmm. I think that one's okay. I think it's weather sealed. Yeah, it seems to do. Yeah. It seems to do the trick. Your Tamron uh, 90 millimeter portrait lens or uh, macro lens i'm not sure do you know what i mean mm-hmm. um i know for a fact that my canon l series lenses they're all weather sealed so if it rains on them it's okay it's not a problem um and i mean there you have to you have to think that these are the same cameras that are designed to be used by sports photographers who mm-hmm. are quite often photographing games in the rain or sports that are near water and you know, it is what it is. Uh, dust. Or dust like, and... Yeah, motocross, etc. But good point. Um, my take, uh, whenever whenever couples say, you know, oh, it might rain, we're not sure, we're not sure what to do, should we... I always tell them, just don't worry about it. Just, you know, I, I bought a bunch of umbrellas, I keep them in the trunk of my car. And if it rains, we'll use umbrellas and we'll work it into the photo shoot. And we always do. Well, and at the end of the day, um, sorry to cut you off for a sec. Um, at the end of the day, the, the photo shoot itself is sort of the cataloging of the event, the, um, you know, kind of capturing the, the event itself rather than trying to copycat another wedding that happened when it didn't rain. Right. That's kind of how I see it. So it rained on your wedding. Let's, let's capture that. Let's document it. But on top of that. Mm -hmm. The point of the day is not to get photos. The point of the <laughs> exactly. day is to get married. Um, uh, so but I think people forget that. They really do. Yeah. Um, so get, you know, the best photos that you can for <clears throat> the circumstances. Mm-hmm. And other than that, I mean, I have been so lucky with my clients. Whenever they get to the wedding day, they're like, well, whatever happens now happens. Yeah. <laughs> and I'd um, say for the most part that everybody is like that. They're not. You know, there's once in a blue moon, there's a couple of like <laughs> wedding Nazis, I call them, <laughs> where yeah. it's like, it's got to be this way. <laughs> mm-hmm. <clears throat> but uh, for the most part, people just kind of relax and they're so overwhelmed with trying to keep track of everything. They're like, you know what? Yeah. I don't want, I don't want my spouse to have a shitty day. So I'm just going to relax and yeah. it, it's going to be what it's going to be. But uh, a little bit of advice for our newbies who do shoot weddings uh this is something you can tell your bride and groom to be um when you meet with them if they're worried about scheduling or missing something out kind of remind them that they're the only ones who know what's going on that day that all their guests all their family members everybody they have no clue what's happening so if there is a bouquet missing from your head table or whatever or your bouquet is the wrong bouquet, uh, you know, as a bride, or I don't know, the, the, the groom forgot the, the proper socks, he's wearing different socks, or the meal is 30 minutes late, whatever it is, the guests have no clue what you planned. Mm-hmm. They, they're literally yeah. there just to be moral support and, you know, bring you gifts, and all you have to do is feed them. 
Um, So the reality is because nobody knows, you can just let things go and be like, meh, whatever. Just like the guests don't know what you planned for photography, you know, so it kind of goes both ways. They don't know that you may want to stand in a certain spot during the first dance. So don't be a dick about it if somebody's sitting in that spot and just tell them, hey, I, I really need this spot. During the first dance, if you don't mind, I'm just going to move you for fi- for the five minutes it takes me. Cool, cool. High five, mm-hmm. right on. Um, and same thing, you know, the other the opposite way. Just if, if people are trying to do nice things to you and they're kind of getting in your way, right? Nobody knows. Just chill, have fun. And that's about it. So with that, there was a woman who was filming the entire wedding, um, like an aunt or something great aunt um i don't think she was filming it for the couple she was just doing it for herself and she was standing in the middle of the aisle at the back so i would normally be walking up there and i would have totally been in her shot and she was completely in my way (laughs) however um the beauty of a 70 to 200 millimeter lens is i could shoot over her shoulder and (laughs) yeah like no one would know, yeah. right? So Absolutely. I just sort of tapped her on the back and said, don't mind me. I'm going to be standing here around you. And <laughs> So you were civil about it? Yeah, if you <clears> want to <throat> stand there, whatever. I can work around you. It's fine. So I've literally <laughs> um, knowingly shoved people out of the way. Like, mm-hmm. I knew exactly what I was doing, but I made it look like an accident just because they kept doing the same thing over and over and over. Yeah. And I have to admit that was really a dick move and I probably wouldn't do it again today because that could really escalate into something really bad. Yeah. But um, um, there was a wedding happening at a golf course and it was a super hot day and I'm trying to photograph the ceremony and the groom is drunk. So the bride is already mm-hmm. unhappy and I'm just trying to kind of salvage yeah. this and try to get as many good photos of... Because at this point I didn't... <clears throat> oh, excuse me. At this point, I didn't think we would actually be able to get any creatives because he was he was kind of quite drunk. So I was trying to get hmm. as many really beautiful shots of the ceremony itself that was outdoors in a blistering sun. Mm-hmm. And this woman kept getting up and walking over and basically getting in the way. So I went up mm-hmm. beside her and I just, to- as I was walking up beside her with the camera up, up to my face, I totally saw her, but I just give her like a shoulder check to the point where she almost fell over. Oh, and I didn't even look at her. <laughs> you know, I, I admit I did it on purpose, uh, but I wanted her to mm-hmm. get the point, right? And mm-hmm. did um, she? She's, she was sarcastic. She's like, geez, sorry. God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. <laughs> And I looked at her and I said, um, I'm getting paid to to do a good job. You're preventing me from doing so. And that's all I said mm-hmm. to her. And she sat down. Later, I realized I was being a dick and the sun was kind of getting to my brain. So I went mm-hmm. up to her and said, look, um, the bride and groom are going to have these photos. So unless you're photographing this for yourself, here's my card. Email me. I'll send you a bunch of these. And she's like, no, I just wanted some to post on Facebook. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, you can get, you know. No, and people do that and it drives me bananas. Like, they're there with all of their phones out taking crummy pictures and posting them on Facebook. And Yeah. 
but you got to be the bigger person. Annoying. You have to. Oh, right? I know. And hence, I know. Well, hence the, our topic for today's episode. Um, you know, basically how to punch people in the face when they get in your. I mean, sorry, can can you say what it was? Because I have it written down no. differently. <laughs> it's um, it's interacting with the public. So interacting with those annoying people, but also interacting with your clients appropriately and not saying or doing dumb things that make you seem like a creeper and right will make a reputation for yourself <laughs> and get you in trouble later. <laughs> and that's that's typically what happens is um, I'd say nine times out of ten um, because because you're kind of charged and, and engaged and energetic during a photo shoot or at a photo shoot, you as a photographer might kind of mimic somebody you've seen on TV or heard or whatever, or just have this idea. And you might say the stupidest shit that people just mistake for a, a dumb stuff that, that will basically lead to you not being hired in, anymore or just some, you know, just mm -hmm. rumors getting started about you. And this happens to all of us. Um, yeah. Yep. So since you have the show notes, I'll let you kind of take over and lead this a little bit. <laughs> well, what sort of uh, spurred this episode was the story that you told about um, the uh, was it the bride or a bridesmaid um, and the photographer commented on her bikini mm -hmm. photo on Instagram or something saying hot. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we said several several times don't do that don't comment on that stuff just leave it alone um, and then I got a question from one of our listeners asking about well what if and what if and what if so that's sort of what that's what, what that's what made this episode come started, to started started yeah. this yeah It'll come to light <laughs> um, so don't that's the first thing on my list is don't comment on your clients Facebook stuff. Um, like there are, I interact with my clients. I build a good friendly relationship with them. I'm on their Facebook, I'm on their Instagram and mm -hmm. I comment on their stuff. Um, but I choose what I comment on. So if they're posting bikini photos, well, for one thing, I'm a girl, so I can probably get a lot, get away with commenting on it easier than, than my male counterparts. But I don't comment, you know, you look really right. hot on on their facebook stuff i just leave it alone that is not something that i choose to comment on um the fact is i have a professional relationship with with mm -hmm. these people while they may be on my facebook profile um we're we're i'm providing a service for them i'm not their friend yeah. so well it's your task to keep your clients in the loop so it's your job to mm -hmm. have them be aware of what's going on, scheduling things, possible conflicts, etc. But it's not your job to stay in their loop, right? Um, and it's mm -hmm. okay. Like I encourage uh, people to become friends on social media and to interact with people, but interact, um, and, that, and that's how this story kind of came to light, right? Appropriately. Interact mm -hmm. uh, appropriately and interact in a professional manner um, because... Uh, you have to be able to um, kind of manage expectations for, for one, but um, you have to be able to separate yourself professionally from, from personal, right? But because they meet mm -hmm. you in a professional environment, in a professional way, it's very difficult to do that. So it's best to maybe do that 
you know, if you if you do develop a personal relationship, do it a year after the wedding, like do it down the road, but definitely not beforehand. And and the the best advice is don't do it at all. Right? Like don't don't get too personal. Yeah. Like I said, it's it's your job to keep so, them in the loop, but don't yeah. don't become part of their inner circle. Yeah. So I definitely have clients that I am friends with now, like legitimately mm-hmm. friends with. Like one of them woke me up the other night because they were drunk dialing me <laughs> over and over <laughs> again. That's awesome. <laughs> um, but like I hang out with these people outside of work. And some of them are coming to a family barbecue in a few weeks. But, like, unless you are that kind of friends with your clients, Mm -hmm. like, actually friends, like, you see them on a regular basis in non-professional circumstances, um, you're not actually friends with them. You might have a friendly relationship with them, but you're not friends with them. So so always maintain that professional boundary. So... I have clients that I would say I'm friends with, but I'm not like really good friends with. Like if I was if I was talking to someone about them, I would say, oh, my friends. Yeah, I photographed their wedding like years ago. Right. Um, I like them a lot. However, we don't communicate every day. We're not mm-hmm. <clears throat> we don't hang out all the time. We just really like each other. I, yeah. I don't comment inappropriate things on their Facebook <laughs> and I don't. I mean, I might get yelled at for this, but I have this issue with men where like, not all men, obviously, but they'll comment inappropriate things to women and they say, well, I just wanted to let them know. I just wanted them to know that I think they look good. Yeah, I but think they know. Yeah. Or I don't think that's the case though. No, I do not, not think case. that's a real thing. I don't think that you just want them to know. I think you are pushing boundaries to see where you can make this go, right? For the most part, I have to agree with you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So just don't do it. Like, what is your end goal with commenting on someone's bikini photo? (laughs) If it is just to let them know that you think they look good, leave it alone because everyone else is going to tell them that they look good. It's not your job. Right. If it is to push boundaries and see if you can get her to drop her bikini top <laughs> or definitely leave it alone <laughs> don't absolutely. do that not yeah uh you're absolutely right and um and so even if you separate yourself professionally and personally uh on social media so like, like if you have a personal profile and a professional profile whatever um just don't do it uh, because you represent your own brand and at the end of the day you are only as good as your you know, worst impression of you. Um, oh my goodness. And you can't, sometimes you can't help it. Sometimes, um, you know, if you are a photographer who does a lot of boudoir, you, you may come across a little pervy. Um, you just can't, you can't help well. that, you know? And that's, that was a, that was one of the reasons why, um, we sort of stopped advertising it. Um, because there's a lot of, uh, in this area anyways, older men who like to go oh. to, model tests where they, li- yeah. they literally pile themselves into a van and they just drive to like Windsor or wherever Detroit. It, it always seems to happen over there in the border towns. <laughs> and, um, there'll be like, I mean, I've never been, but from what I understand, it's, uh, it's, it's an auditorium with 
like a bunch of camera setups or, or a bunch of studio setups and you just go from place to place photographing models and yeah. sometimes there'll be like five six people shooting the same model in the same yeah. pose just from different angles well it, it's it's weird it's almost like a like a sh- like a show more than anything and you mm-hmm. and these guys just have a camera and anyways so i found that the more we pushed for advertising boudoir the the more we got uh, these people uh, uh, asking us to be their friends on social media and I really wanted to separate myself and distance myself from them so um, the only I think only once we posted uh, a boudoir themed post on our Facebook page and it was very um, very tasteful very appropriate and it got us a lot of business but uh, it, the reality is we didn't advertise boudoir after that um, for the simple fact that a lot of this type of photography, it's very sexual in nature and you mm-hmm. kind of walk a fine line because sometimes you're not the one that's making a comment, but somebody else can. And yeah. and now you're sort of related to this comment. You know, you're sort of associated with it. Um, I've been to a wedding where I was photographing it uh, with another, with an, with a colleague of mine, and um, I don't recall what I was doing. I'm gonna say I was running the photo booth or whatever, but um, um, somebody recognized me, or when I introduced myself, they they're like, "Oh, I aren't you so and so? Don't you do this?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I do. You know, this is us. You know, oh well, I thought this is somebody else's wedding." And I'm like, yeah, we're helping out. We're we're friends, we're colleagues. You know, he needed help. I wasn't I wasn't busy. I wasn't fortunate enough to book a wedding today. <laughs> That's what I should have said. Um, and uh, you know, but I kind of spun it a little differently. I said, you know what, our focus is different. We're, we we focus a little bit more on portraiture, boudoir, and that sparked a completely different conversation. And now the this person that I was photographing wanted to talk about boudoir because she said, oh well, I always wanted to be photographed like that and I wanted to get into boudoir and so now I'm I'm in an awkward situation where I don't want to tell her I don't want to talk about it I I don't want to just shut her down or at least I I didn't know how to do it properly but at the same time it's not I I, it wasn't my wedding I want to or how should I put it um even though she wasn't the client it wasn't um I wasn't the prime photographer. I wasn't the one who, who was hired. I was hired by the photographer to, to be there. And now I'm having this conversation about a boudoir photography session and what's entailed and how we do things, right? But anybody else who's around, and you know, and I kind of have to be diplomatic about it, but anybody else who's around who kind of walks in on it is now going to think that I'm pitching ideas to just mm-hmm. random strangers, right? And the reality is that that's exactly what happens in this world, in our little world in southwestern Ontario, even where a lot of new up and coming photographers will actually pitch a boudoir session to a client or a potential right. client or just a random person. And that's the question that I got. You know, I see yeah. um, a bikini photo on Facebook. Is it okay if I then go to that person and say, You seem really confident in your body? Have you ever thought about boudoir photos? Mm-hmm. And my comment was, no, yeah, and don't I, say that. And I you would just say, say, run from that well, situation. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would just say you can go to that person and say, have you ever thought of boudoir photos, period. You don't need to connect it to their Facebook. 
don't like say, oh, I saw you half naked and I think you would look good <laughs> even more naked Fully in naked. front of my camera. <laughs> or I saw you half naked and I would now like to see you half naked again in person. Which don't I think a that. lot of people who approach potential clients, that's their end game. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, right? I, yeah. I'm, I apologize to anybody who's listening who disagrees, but... Um, you know, for the most part, I think a lot of people, for them, it's they got to feed the beast and yeah. that's how they do it. So uh, we we only ever, no, I I never approached anybody, but uh, there was there was uh, somebody who was recommended, so to speak, or I mentioned uh, that I do something, uh, I'm trying to, trying to think exactly how it, how it kind of went down uh, and I won't mention any names, but it happened through a mutual contact where it was it was this person's uh, very good friend, and uh, when they came by the studio one day, um, mentioned what what kind of photography we did, and she thought that she might be interested. And I think I reached out and said, if she is interested, we can do a session uh, because we we don't have you know this ethnic group yet, and we'd like to kind of. Show, show that we can do anything more than just you know white people so to speak um that's yeah. i think the only time where i sort of solicited it but it was mm -hmm. more or less dropping a hint kind of like hey if you're if if you know your friend mentioned that she'd be interested in it if she is up for it let her know that it'll be a comp complimentary session and uh it'll be mutually beneficial right we mm -hmm. if she's interested we can do this um, for us, it's great because we have a little bit more material that's a, lo a little bit more diverse. But, you know, and I got to admit, um, if Hannah and I are out anywhere, whether it's we go to the beach, whether we go to the mall, it, you know, we both see very attractive people. And being in photography, you notice this. But n at, n at no point did I feel the need to be like, you know what? We should photograph her half naked. Let's go. Let's go tell her that. <laughs> well, and when we originally <coughs> recorded this episode, you did say like, "Don't solicit boudoir business," yeah. and I said, "I will." <clears throat> I am in the position of being a woman, so it's easier for me to approach a woman and say, "Have you ever thought about doing boudoir photos?" And on top of that, most of the people that I solicit uh, boudoir business from are clients of mine and so I have built that relationship mm -hmm. with them so I feel comfortable doing that I don't think I would personally be afraid of suggesting um the boudoir idea to someone given the right circumstance like I don't just walk up to people on the street and say hey <laughs> do you want to do a boudoir session but if I'm doing a boudoir series for example I might send it to people on Facebook whom mm -hmm. I think might be interested. And so that's what we um, did last week. Sorry to cut you off. We talked about not, you know, what not to do, but we never gave yeah. alternative ways of doing it. I now have a couple of suggestions that I can okay. add, but I'll let you finish. <laughs> well, that was just it. Just, um, you can solicit the business, but don't do it sleazy. Like if you're a guy, it's probably a little bit more difficult to solicit the boudoir business. I would challenge men to be sure that you really want to do boudoir for the right reasons mm -hmm. um but i mean i would imagine that most who are listening to this podcast probably do so um 
yeah, just learn to do it the right way with the right people <laughs> and don't be creepy about it. True. Um, if you have tips, I would love to hear them. Well, um, because you said that a lot of the people you quote unquote solicit are already your clients. Mm -hmm. um, this is this is exactly what I'm talking about. So <clears throat> many and a lot of the brides who we photographed have expressed interest uh, in doing so as a gesture for their husband. You know, this is <laughs> and this is the most common reason people do this is they work the cr they work out so much they work the crap out of themselves. Um, <laughs> a lot of a lot of the young women who are you know future brides they start. A little heavier or in a slightly different shape but it's their goal to get in better shape and better figure for the wedding and so a lot of them actually say um now that i'm getting married it's not like i'm gonna let myself go but we're gonna start having kids and we're gonna start a family and i worked really hard to get here and i just want to be i just kind of want to document where i am and a lot of it can be just a really nice kind of, I'm going to use the word sexy photo shoot where it's, you know, full wardrobe and hair, makeup, and you kind of do a creative shoot with just one-on-one -on -one with, a, with, a, with a former bride, future bride, whatever, with a client. But an, another one is uh, they want to do a full-on uh, kind of boudoir session where they, they show off what what they worked hard for and kind of like i, I want to look back at it when i'm 50 and say that's what i looked like when i was 25 that's awesome yeah. you know and that's cool so those are those people you can you can easily just send a note and say hey did you want to we took you briefly spoke with us about a boudoir session did you want to do it before or after your wedding right yeah seriously that's that's completely acceptable it could be a yeah. private message but for the people that you think may benefit from that, or you potentially want them as clients, or you're just literally looking to drum up future business, you should be taking notes from our previous uh, episodes where we tell you to build a mailing list. And if you are offering boudoir session, give them an incentive to book you. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, an idea could be give them a 10% discount if they book you because they're a wedding client. So, you know, for all 2017 wedding clients, boudoir sessions are 10% off. And by giving them an incentive to book, you're no longer soliciting them to take off their clothes in front of the camera. You're now <laughs> giving them an incentive to hire you to save some money because it's a product that you offer, right? Same thing with uh, social media posts. Now, social media posts can't be this specific, you know, you know, 10% only to my wedding clients. But what you can do is you can try to actually drum up wedding business um, by saying uh, all wedding clients who book boudoir sessions, there's uh, kind of complimentary group packages available. Sort of like mm. um, when when Trash the Dress or Day After Shoots were kind of popular still, uh, we offered 50% uh, off of those shoots. Now, reality was that they were inflated to be 50% more expensive already. But, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I did not just evil laugh. Sorry. <laughs> well, it gave it gave people an incentive, right? <clears throat> it built value in it, and the reality is, it was still really good value at that price. Yeah. But you know, it was just it was just an add on. It was just kind of mm -hmm. like 
how do you get the bride to spend an extra $500 to $1,000 and, mm -hmm. you know, potentially do a, a little bit more of a creative shoot the day after. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, and that's, that's kind of how you can do it. So you can give people an incentive to, to call on you and to kind of get in their face and say, Hey, I do boudoir and here's your incentive to call me. But yeah. I, and I think it's because I am a male. Um, I will tell you right now that if you're a male to approach somebody and say, I want to photograph you just as an exercise is a completely acceptable, but do not approach them and basically say, I want to do a boudoir session with you um, because you're beautiful, you know, or mm. because I saw you mm. half naked or <clears throat> comment that on their half naked post on Facebook. I mean, Facebook allows you to pretty much post full nudity as long as you blur out the nipples and the, <laughs> I, I don't know if what, what the rules are for private parts <laughs> or butt cracks, but um, <laughs> there's, uh, there's, I'm a, I'm a member of a couple of groups, uh, on Facebook, one is um, like a model casting call group. One is, um, well, the Rising Tide. I don't think Rising Tide posts much nudity. Um, and then there's like a local group, London, Ontario Photographers. <clears throat> and it's the model one that, that has a lot of the posts. It's cause it, because it's actually models posting that they want to work mm -hmm. with photographers. And there's a lot yeah. of photographers posting, hey, I want to work with models. I'm available and here's some samples. But that's my advice. If you do want to photograph some boudoirs, get on one of those groups and look for model calls. Uh, look for uh, posts where the models are reaching out and saying, hey, I'm a model. I'm interested in being photographed like this looking for photographers some yeah, of them what was the website when i was in college model mayhem is that still a thing model mayhem i think it's still a thing it's just the platform is a little uh uh primitive so i think they're kind of not really at the forefront <laughs> um, <laughs> and model mayhem i believe charges people <clears throat> whereas um facebook groups are free so a lot of these models who are yeah not getting paid yet are they want to be photographed they want to build their own portfolio they're going out and um they're basically trying to uh build their portfolio with tfps or whatever they're called now um mm -hmm. and they're they're reaching out and it you can see them it's your choice who you want to work with right um it will give you a little bit more uh credit to to your to your mm -hmm. brand right uh, model mayhem is still quite a thing it still looks exactly like it did 10 years ago <laughs> or, or however long and i think it's because they they really don't make a lot of money or, or maybe yeah. they do and they just don't feel like they need to change <clears throat> but they also have a facebook page too and yeah i i'm not involved anymore i used to have a profile on model mayhem but um that was that was when that was from the fashion days and i had a portfolio on there and people would reach out to me they'd be like hey i'm in london next week uh would you want to do a shoot and it's always like not really i don't feel like getting together with you and doing a free shoot just because you saw me on model mayhem like you know <clears throat> for me mm -hmm. i don't for me the biggest reason i don't solicit business from anybody is because i want paying clients i don't have the time to have free photo shoots unless it's beneficial for for my business i i really don't do it like 
uh, we do it as a charity thing. Um, there was kind of off topic for a second, but there was a, a post in a group that I'm part of where um, this father was separated or is separated from his wife and his wife was having some issues and basically the victim of this uh, separation was the, his 16-year-old daughter or however old she was who was going to prom and um, she couldn't get her, basically her mother agreed to pay for a lot of things and she couldn't get her mother to come through with it and so this this man just kind of reached out and said i'm at a loss because i don't know what to do like what does a 16 year old girl need for prom because now i'm responsible Mm -hmm. for it well he was looking for um direction but what he received was uh people stepping up and uh, there was a there was one gentleman who paid for the limousine another gentleman Hmm. paid for the dress another group of people paid for the hair and makeup and i donated photography so mm-hmm. that's the kind of free shoot that I feel good about. So when she when she went to the uh, event, uh, it happens to be at the happened to be at the Bellameter Winery. Um, we photographed her in the same little orchard next to the winery that Hannah and I had our wedding photos done at. So mm-hmm. <clears throat> that kind that kind of free shoot I can get behind because it's a feel good moment, right? Um, mm-hmm. And a story like that can be self serving because it can actually get future potential clients to spend some money with you and say, wow, you're such a philanthropist. Uh, we, we love what you did. We want you to photograph us. But for approaching somebody uh, who you saw half naked on Facebook and saying, you know what, I really want to help you out and I really want to photograph you. I really want the world to see you half naked. I really want the world yeah. to see what I saw, you know. It's, it's more self-serving in a personal matter rather than, you know, the greater good. Yeah. Um, so, you know, kind of like, what would Jesus do? <laughs> if he was a photographer um, but before we get all the religion uh, <laughs> on us um <clears throat> let's move on <laughs> well so the next group of things on my list and we're not by the way people we're not just talking about shooting boudoir we're talking about interacting with people at a wedding and at a portrait session and everything so All right. The next is don't stare, don't make faces, and don't say anything negative or perverted. And don't laugh at serious moments. So this is, you know, you're at a wedding, the bride comes out and, you know, she has a low cut dress and looks hot. Don't stare at her. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, do your job. (laughs) I've been to those weddings where the the bride actually changed um, for for their reception. Yep. And she changed into a very kind of short, tight dress where mm-hmm. you just have to kind of move on. Be like, yep. yep. Okay, that's going to be fun. <laughs> <clears throat> um, and you um, see all the Uncle Bobs like, I know she's my niece, but holy. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, yeah, like, don't make faces at them. Like, oh, my God, hot. Or um, that looks weird. Or, you know. Mm-hmm. As Petra would say, like work on your poker, poker face. face. Yeah, and and that goes um, a little bit further than just seeing something uh, in front of you. Now, my biggest thing is um, create um, creating a professional composure and maintaining it throughout the entire photo shoot, whether it's a wedding or just you know a studio session, um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> because what you look at 
in the camera sometimes looks a little bit different on the view in the viewfinder than it will on the screen when you take a photo and you look at the screen to check exposure or just to see what it looks like whatever and you see that the bride is making a funny face or she's got her eyes half closed and she looks really silly do not laugh do not make a face right it's it like literally work on your poker face so that when you look when you look at the back of the screen even if it's complete and total shit you can just move on and be like yeah that looks great let me do another one and if you ever photograph with me you would never know that sometimes i get um a photo that's a little underexposed or sometimes i get a photo yeah. that's just you look at it and you're like okay you you look retarded let's get this rephotographed <laughs> um <laughs> so and and yeah i i have a poker face i'll look at the back and i mean in the past i would look at the back and i'd be like oh let's let's shoot that again but i realized really quickly that when you do that you make the subject super self-conscious and now you just yeah. blown their ego out of the water you just completely shattered their confidence and now they think that they look like shit so your job is to keep them happy right this it's it's your job as a photographer to get the best photo possible and you you are the one in control of their expressive uh, behavior and how they how they pose for you so you know learn how to hide <laughs> your emotions and feelings <laughs> sorry lola just came in to say hello hi doggy <laughs> i don't see her she's but... left now oh bye doggy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the other thing is learn to pay a compliment appropriately. Right. So again, if the bride comes out and her butt looks good, you don't go, damn, your butt looks good or <laughs> damn, that's whatever. a hot ass. <laughs> yeah. Don't, so don't I say mean, that. I think pretty, no, <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I think pretty much the only appropriate way to do that is to say, you look really nice. You look fantastic. I don't even know if I would often say you clean up well, because that's almost like saying most of the time you don't look good. Yeah. When I met you, you looked like a hobo. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, for the guys, you can say you guys look really handsome. Um, I guess for the women, you can probably say you look really beautiful, but I would I mostly just say you look really good. I always say fantastic. You guys look fantastic. Yeah. Great yeah. job. That's a good and then I, that's that's when I pay a compliment to like the hair and makeup people. I'll be like, great job, guys. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it was, I'm sure it was easy to work with, but you guys did, you guys did all a fantastic job. High fives all around. Um, <laughs> and, um, I've been sarcastic <laughs> in these moments, um, where, where I think it actually got them feeling good and laughing, but you kind of have to be able to do that properly. Um, mm -hmm. so in, in a situation where you first meet, the bridesmaids and the bride and they already have their hair and makeup done or whatever or m even if they're kind of halfway there um as i'm mm -hmm. being introduced you know hey this is petro he's our photographer oh, hey guys nice to meet you quite often i'll just to break the ice i'll say things like can we turn it down a notch like you guys are looking really good already like yeah. i don't want you to make me look bad <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> and so they think yeah. it's funny they laugh and but you have to be able to kind of read the room and do it properly, right? Do it with a yeah. smile. Um, well, that's that's the next thing is learn to read people. Yeah. And um, I can be sarcastic with people. Like the couple that I had on Saturday, I like to say to them, you two are disgustingly cute. Like, 
You're going to make me vomit, like for goodness sake. I'm not going to post that on Facebook, though. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to post these cute photos of the two of them and be like, these two make me want to vomit. <laughs> like, I threw up in my mouth while photographing yeah, this. Like, yeah, like. <laughs> from the beauty. I mean, I'll do the funny photos where the wedding party's like, oh, like shielding their eyes. Like, no, get a room kind right. of thing. But um, yeah. And that's, and that's a little different. That's kind of in the moment. Um, I think. Yeah. It's a, it's a really fine line because you are representing your brand both while you have the camera up to your face and when you don't. So even when you're sitting down with the guests and eating uh, at, a, at a wedding reception or when you're just setting up lights during a photo shoot in a studio, whatever you're doing, you're still representing your brand, right? So, so you got to be very, 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 very aware of the words that are coming out of your mouth. Oh my right. goodness. Well, you're representing your brand when you're posting on your client's Absolutely. Facebook. You look hot in that bikini. That's what you have so. to remember. And I think I think a lot of people forget that. I think a lot of them think, well, I'm not working right now, so it's okay for me to be a dirty, dirty person. <laughs> Sorry, look. Can you see the kitten? <laughs> Let's take a look. Almost. Oh, come on. Wait a minute. What is this? I this isn't an orange cat. <laughs> I know. This is Nugget. This is the ghost kitty. Oh, Nugget. <laughs> no one ever sees her because she's so shy. Oh, hi, Nugget. Well, <laughs> nobody can see her now. People who are listening. Well, yeah. If, you, if you're listening and you want cute. a description of this cat, it's she's a like, cat with uh, yeah. fur and it has two ears yeah. and a tongue. And <laughs> she prefers the company of other cats and dogs. <laughs> she, she will, she will like bathe the dogs <laughs> clean their faces and stuff it's really cute so but um to get back on topic yeah, anyway. for a second and to add <laughs> um quite often to make uh the older crowd feel a little bit better like mother of the bride or even grandparents whatever um i kind of uh suggest that they look great too you know just to make them happy it and yeah. trust me it helps if when I meet them in the morning, if I say something funny to them, something really good that makes them feel good, they'll remember that and they'll they'll want to pose in the photos. They'll they will want yeah. to give me that favor back. Um, a lot of these women who, you know, who could be in their 80s or 90s or in their walkers or whatever, mm -hmm. they, they all still dress up. And one of my favorite things to say. Oh, to man, them, do they ever? <laughs> yeah. One of my favorite things to say to them is, you know, when I when I meet them, I, I say, well, I didn't know this was a supermodel convention, you know, um, <laughs> or especially when the grandma walks into the hotel room where the bride's getting ready. Um, and it's like, oh, that must be grandma, you know, and I'll be the one who answers the door. I'll be like, um, sorry, ma'am, supermodel conventions on the second floor in the auditorium. <laughs> um, and they think it's hilarious. They laugh. Well, as I open the door and they have this big, bright, awesome smile, whoever the photographer is with me uh is is shooting that right obviously with me out of the way and then <laughs> because they look good and because i just made the grandma laugh and possibly even the bride laugh i will i will turn around and photograph the bride's reaction and it there's a purpose for this right i'm doing two things i'm paying a paying a huge compliment to an older woman who probably is just having a super hard time that day it just totally doesn't even want to move around but really wants to be there because her granddaughter's or great-granddaughter's getting married. Um, and at the same time, I'm kind of setting the mood for um, for a lot of happiness and a lot of love. And yeah. I mean, if you really kind of piss somebody off and they're just like 
excuse me, who the hell do you think you are? <laughs> you try again later well, by saying absolutely Yeah, they're just nothing. a bitter person. So. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, humor, humor is good to use to diffuse any situation. Um, I use humor a lot. Sarcasm too, but you have to be able to read the the, the crowd. Uh, any well, this this is really funny because I had learned to read people, and then I have be careful using humor to diffuse situations. And <laughs> you're like reading off of my book. What is going on? Know, right? It's almost like I've done this before, or or maybe know. know a thing or two about a thing or two. It's weird. Jeez. Um, <laughs> you you got you obviously have to be careful using humor because you. You could go too far. You could say something that's completely inappropriate, but I, I absolutely think you you have um, a big advantage because for the most part, people are happy, people want to laugh, and people think jokes yeah. are funny. Yep. So, but... I hope so. All your things have to be positive. Um, you... You you can't you can't be negative. You can't pay a negative compliment to somebody. You know, you can't make fun of them. Um, you can only... Uh, you can only get so far and then as soon as you piss somebody off that's it there's really no recovering yep. from that everybody will remember the negative or the thing you say to them um so yep. like i said when i when i walk in the room and i say like whoa whoa guys can you dial it down a notch like way too good looking <laughs> like i've i've read the people they're already kind of laughing you know if i wouldn't walk into a room with everybody super serious and say that because now you're you're a jackass, you know. <laughs> you say things that it's like that wasn't funny. Like, well, who the who hmm. the hell does this guy think he is? Yeah. And that's why you meet with people ahead of time when shooting weddings, right? So, um, but that I I want to I want to be general because this isn't just just about weddings. This is I want this to kind of cover a broad spectrum of things. How to interact with people you know, as a photography business person. So a lot of the things we're talking about, you know, you can take away with you and kind of practice safe interaction. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's everything on my list pretty much except be relatable for, well, we did talk about the boudoir stuff and this is a different, um, way of looking at it. This is I have had people contact me and say, I want to do a boudoir session. I want to bring my boyfriend with me because I'm not comfortable. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm not comfortable photographing a half naked chick with her boyfriend in the room. Mm -hmm. That seems weird to me. Okay. And so how do you communicate that to someone? Because my, what I would say is, um, that's fine if you don't feel comfortable. Um, you can bring like a girlfriend along with okay. you, but... I am not comfortable with you bringing your boyfriend. <laughs> you and basically um, tell them that, that it's a distraction. Um, yeah. Right? So you basically say that you, you're jeopardizing my creative ability to interact with, mm -hmm. with the subject. And, um, you know, you're putting my professional integrity on the line because I want this to be quality photos. And for me personally, if, if I have certain things, certain ways of doing things, like a lot of times I don't want the boyfriend at the boudoir session because um, if the boyfriend feels like, <clears throat> okay, you're, you're taking off your, you know, you're taking off your clothes, you're down to your underwear or you're even topless or you're even naked half the time. Um, because the boyfriend might have exp expressed negative thoughts about the session 
the subject's mm-hmm. going to feel that the energy is just going to be bad in the room. I it will, I talk yeah. about this ahead of time. I I always say I'm like 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 and for me that the, the truth is that there's usually a second female photographer already. I rarely mm-hmm. work just one on one. Like I've only done that once, mm, three times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I just had to think my entire professional career. You know, I've only done that three times for actual clients. Um, and, uh, the other times there's a hair and makeup person, there's a photo stylist sometimes, especially if we borrow wardrobe mm-hmm. from another place. And I'm talking about like undergarments, so to speak, like, you know, for like boudoir kind of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. and there's usually a female photographer present too. So oftentimes there's at least two other people. And I tell them, I communicate this. I'm like, look, you, you, you don't have to feel unsafe. And mm-hmm. I, I'd say nobody ever does because they're they're reaching out to me, right? So I'm not the one soliciting yeah. this, and that's why this conversation never happens, you know. Um, yeah. Well, and, these these conversations are like it's happened like once that someone right. has said that they wanted to bring their boyfriend, and my concern is more, what are they expecting that yes. they need their yeah. boyfriend to come? Because it's probably not what they think. Like, is this a oh, my girlfriend's getting half naked in a room with another girl? This could go somewhere. No, it can't. That's not what this is. <laughs> my other concern is that this could be a, an abusive relationship. Um, if the boyfriend says, yeah, you can only do that if I come along with you. Um, I have some serious concerns about their dynamic. Right. And the beauty part is that 99% of the time it's for the boyfriend and it's kind of secret. Yeah. Right. Or, or yeah, a girlfriend. True. You know, depending <laughs> on the relationship. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and so you kind of, you can be lucky like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But th- that's kind of the beauty part is never come. This never really comes up. And, and if it ever did come up, I would flat out say to, to the client, if the client said, would it be okay if I brought my boyfriend? I would say, if you feel the need to ask if it's okay, then for some reason you think that it might be not okay. So why don't we just leave him out? And when they, <laughs> and, and that, I'll be honest with you, that way you're kind of saying no by making the client say no for you it's like well if you have to ask if it's okay it sounds like there's a reason it might not be okay so why don't we just leave him out leave him out of the creative uh, aspect of things and that will help us get to the final result easier and if the client would say well i just i would feel more comfortable that's when i could educate them and say well there's going to be a, a hair and makeup artist here uh, there's going to be this person, this person too. So, uh, is it is it uh, a matter of being comfortable, uh, sort of like uh, semi-nude, or is it a matter of being comfortable by just having somebody you know here? And they kind of go, yeah, I don't really know. I guess I guess I don't really need them, you know. <laughs> so, never had this issue. Never think I will have this issue, but kind of a really good way to to deal with it yeah. if you think about it. So, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything else you want to add? That's all I got. That's all I got. So far. I'm sure Don't we'll do an, another episode, part two. <laughs> we'll follow up. Point. Yeah. We'll follow up. And especially if we get some feedback from you guys about some of the situation you found yourself in that may have been yeah. derogatory I'd in like nature. To hear those. 
I want to hear from our listeners any situations, even if they're good ones. So not just the negative stuff, give us the positive stuff. Uh, maybe have you overcome some obstacles in communication with a client about a boudoir session or even some stories about you interacting with grandma and uh, you just said the wrong thing. <laughs> or she, uh, you know, especially if you've been to a wedding where... Um, you've had to photograph racist grandparents oh man <laughs> we want to hear that <clears throat> um but um you can reach out to us by going to the double exposure show group on facebook and we want you to interact and, and join and to become part of our community we want to hear your voice um if you want to recap this episode or save it for later the show notes are on the double exposures dot show slash episode slash 38 um, they're not necessarily in chronological order anymore. <laughs> um, thanks to <laughs> whatever. <laughs> thanks to Ben Sound for our soundtrack, and thanks for to Ben, Jim, and Edward for our artwork. And when you do get a chance, please hop on over to iTunes and give us a virtual high five with a five star rating and maybe just a little blurb about how much you love the show and why you love it. On that note, I hope everybody has a great day, and until next time. Okay, bye.